1: Suds. Suds. It's time for more Suds.
2: Welcome, everyone. Come on in. Make yourself at home. Take your shoes off. Take your shoes off. Oh, put them back on. Oh, uh, well, for some people. None, You're right. Not
1: Jersey.
3: <laughs>
2: okay. This is another Suds segment where our motto is to drink and belch and repeat. Today's episode is a brewery
1: takeover do you think that could be a boy scout uh, patch drink belt for people i think yeah. it should be mm. only if you say excuse me maybe <laughs> maybe a merit badge.
0: <laughs> merit badge
1: yeah yeah
3: the
0: there lick, you go. liquored up badge mm-hmm. a god and country badge if you're from bavaria right <laughs> nice there we go
2: i like it I like it. Well, we recently picked up a few beers from Flying Fish Brewing Company in Somerdale, New Jersey. We're going to be sharing them with our co host today and bringing you all along for the ride. Speaking of co hosts, joining me today at the table is good old boy Dave.
0: Greetings, citizens. Marvel at the sight of my well oiled, glistening masculinity. <laughs> no way. <laughs>
1: glistening with what, hang on a second, is this the hip waiter episode? I think. <laughs> I'm well-oiled. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm, okay. Right. That's very fine. Interesting. Yeah, well, whatever. Just move on.
2: Very interesting. Also joining me at the table today. Is also
0: well-oiled. <laughs> hey, it's Better to be here than nowhere. I mean, anywhere else.
2: Oh, it sakes. really is.
0: <laughs> but we're talking about Jersey today.
1: Uh, <laughs> sure, you want to be there.
2: Also at the table, good appoint Mike.
1: You know, uh, I have spoken with people in North Dakota, and I still don't get it. <laughs> <Bam>. So <laughs> once again,
2: and you're still banned <laughs> from there.
1: <laughs> anyway,
3: both of them said, "Don't come back."
1: I am yeah. here again. Yes.
3: <laughs>
2: And for those of you that don't know, I'm good old gal, Juliana. So before we get into more of the sub segment, this episode is brought to you by.
3: Do you like stuff? Do you need things? Well, come on down to stuff and things. We have more stuff than anyone and our things are so competitively priced. Stuff and things, things and stuff, stuff and things and stuff and And things. things. Now with more stuff. They gotta run on their stuff right now, folks. Get in there.
2: Get it now. Get it while it's good.
1: I almost have enough things. You sure? I'm working on it. Okay. I mean need, he needs more stuff though.
2: And things? Yeah.
1: I need a question while we're talking about Jersey. <laughs> wow. Man, this guy hates Jersey.
2: I know. What's up with that?
1: <laughs> I've been there. Band. <laughs> <Well, laughs> like, once is, again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the, right. the band. Yeah. Band.
2: Yes. Well, it is a well known fact that I love road trips. Really? Really? I know. Shocking, right? <laughs> I'm probably the only one that likes to it's drive. It's right
1: up here, Dave. Yeah. Is it on just, the right? No, it's on the left. It's right up here, Dave. Just seven <laughs> hours from here. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I don't see what the problem is. Anyways,
3: <laughs> yes, I know your butt's numb, but it's fine.
1: <laughs> Can't you hold it for four hours? Yeah. <laughs> what are you, a little girl?
2: <laughs> I'd rather drive anywhere I can instead of flying. I love taking different backroads and driving through small towns and mountains and just seeing the world around me.
1: And really you chose to drove through. Who
2: Jersey? made this? <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> I,
1: I
3: was. I was trying to write it in the voice of Juliana. No.
2: Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Right. So almost any time Dave and I go on vacation, we drive. Yeah. I know. He's she not drives. pleased, but <laughs> I drive. And it goes without saying that wherever we go, we try to bring back beer.
3: <laughs> 70 cases minimum. What
1: is the What is the proportion ratio on road trips to marital counseling sessions? Is it like two to one?
3: Well, so if you stay out on the road long enough, there's no time for counseling.
1: (laughs) Oh, well, there you go. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Okay.
2: Okay. So on our last trip up to Pennsylvania, we bought beer from several states, including New Jersey. So, yeah. Good old boy Dave, why don't you tell us about Flying Fish Brewery? When When
3: Gene Muller founded his brewery in 1996, wow, that's a long time ago, he did so as a virtual brewery on the worldwide interweb, and he named it Flying Fish. Michael Jackson was still alive then. That's true. For the, both hey, of them. Little Michael,
1: little Michael.
3: For the constellation in the Southern Hemisphere that represents exploration and adventure. By allowing drinkers To engage with him directly, he soon garnered attention and accolades that led to the funding that made Gene's dream a reality. And the first production brewery was built in Cherry Hill, New Jersey.
1: I've seen drinkers Mm -hmm. engage with brewers. Stop it. (laughs) By
3: 2012, the original brewery had outstripped its capacity and a new location was secured close by in Somerdale, New Jersey. The installation of 463, uh, 463, shut up, <laughs> 463, I got, I actually got it right, technically. 463 solar <laughs> panels, solar tube lighting in the warehouse, uh, recaptured steam in the brewing process, wow, uh, and rain gardens on property make it one of the most Uh God, is this sustainable? Sustainable. Yeah, sustainability. Good these these people. Breweries in the world. A diverse and adventurous portfolio of brands remain re re, trains the engaging dream. Ongoing dream. There you go.
0: Wow. Thanks for sustaining that paragraph. (sighs) (laughs) About three three minutes longer than I need
1: to. I'm feeling a lot more engaged, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you feel like you
3: engage with me directly?
1: Yes, yes, Dave, your beer sucks. <laughs> wow,
2: subtle. This guy, he's he's subtle. He's- okay, Mike.
1: I could be a little more subtle, Dave. I think your beer sucks. Mike is <laughs>
3: so- Mike is the original internet troll.
1: <laughs> mm. Right? Yeah, correct. He's got the face for it. At least somebody has to fulfill that role
2: he's channeling his inner new jersey absolutely yeah. i'm
1: sitting there on the on the World Wide webs going yep nope ain't gonna happen today buddy
3: whose feelings can i hurt today
1: mm-hmm. yep okay all right then
2: well good old boy mike why don't you give us the ratings for today
1: uh, i'm giving you the lineup but yes.
3: uh oh,
2: lineup sorry yep. Well,
1: she's been drinking, folks. It's okay. <laughs> the Flying Fish Brewing Company beers we'll be tasting and discussing today are Hopfish IPA, Caramel Espresso Porter, Outside IPA, Onshore Lager, Fried Ice Cream Stout, Salt and Sea Session Sour, the XPA Citra Pale Ale, Jersey Juice IPA, and the Stormy Skies NEPA.
3: Yay! Yay, Mike!
1: It's um great. He's I got great. all those big words right. Mike's Dave. great. Yeah, he's yeah.
3: great. Yeah, he got that fried ice cream. Style. There's he no sustainability in yeah. that. That's why. Yes.
2: <laughs> that must be it. Yeah.
3: Moving
0: on. Moving on. <laughs> right, and no, and no, and no uh, environmentally sustainable gardens. Right. Correct. That's Right. We don't have rain gardens around here. No,
2: no. not yet. I thought
3: anyway. they only had acid rain in New Jersey. Anyways, no. What are they growing? No,
0: we have that in uh cadavers, the great smoky mountains, a lot yeah. of acid rain. Yeah, oh, true. Ew.
3: Reverend Mark used to do a lot used of acid rain back in the a-
0: acid <laughs> rain. <laughs>
2: oh, wow, Reverend Mark, yes. would you mind giving us this suds reading? I'm not going to talk today. about
0: that. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we'll be discussing and rating these beers with these Suds ratings, plus our signature, of course, belching sounds. So, here's how those ratings go. Number one, man, that sucks. Give me anything but a bud. Number two, was that a belch? And number three, ah. What a relief. Number four. You know, a body should really not make that sound. And number five. Listen to that hang time. Give me another.
2: Wow. That was good. All right. Well... Let's get on to the beers, shall we?
1: Yes.
3: Or should we just drink them?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. Okay. The first one that we're going to talk about is the Caramel Espresso Porter. Is it caramel mm. or caramel? Oh, well, tomato, tomato.
0: How would they say it in Joycey? Yeah. Camel. Yeah. Camel, camel like a camel? Yeah. Maybe like a camel. Yeah, it's kids Camel.
2: So this is seven point five percent ABV. Alluring aromas of rich caramel, caramel,
3: camel. Now I got it. Camel,
2: bright roast and hints of chocolate lead to decadent notes of coffee and caramel sweetness in this full-bodied porter. Available while it lasts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about it.
3: Yeah, it's definitely roasty. Yeah.
1: the definitely, uh, this uh, porter will just jump up and grab how, a hold of you. Um, it's uh, very bold. The coffee is definitely you smell it about uh, a foot before it even hits your nose.
3: Definitely, like, I, I like the caramel sweetness on the nose and then how it begins to flavor.
0: Yeah. And even in my glass, it looks like I've got a really nice stand of crema. <clears throat>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, you know, my uh, diehard standard for a great porter is how close does it come to a Tootsie Roll? And this is definitely right in the chocolate Tootsie Roll family. Um, I mean, if you probably tasted this too side by side, it'd be a dead ringer uh, for
0: that. So, so like paraffin-based caramel? Yes, You're right. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> wow. What do you think, Juliana?
2: <laughs> I. It's really nice. Um, but we will discuss this a little bit more in just a brief minute. Welcome back, everyone. So today we're doing a brewery takeover of Flying Fish Brewing Company from New Jersey. And we were just in the middle of discussing the first beer um, in this grouping, and it is the Caramel Espresso Porter. And it's such a—it's dessert, but it's a really good dessert,
1: Mm -hmm. But it's not pastry, uh, it's not pastry sweet. Yeah, that's what I love about this is that the sugars are really quite honest. And I think that uh, because that huge, you know, bitterness component of this is really just kind of keeping everything in check.
0: Yep. Yeah. And, you know, even if it's it's a really dark beer, but it's bitter, but not astringent. There's no astringency there. You know, no puckering astringency.
1: I think it's always tough when you have, you know, really big flavor-forward beers like this to kind of keep everything in check. And that's what I really love is, you know, I love how all this is kept in great balance. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, that's the secret. it is.
2: So we read This beer, the Caramel Espresso Porter from Flying Fish, A4. Uh, uh, uh,
1: yeah, you know, it didn't say that there was any, you know, uh, coffee, um, that was in the list of ingredients. So I, whoever, I don't know where the coffee flavor came from, but whoever picked that out or I thought they did a great job with it. So
2: there's, um, chocolate malt, mm-hmm. pale chocolate malts, mm-hmm. and it, maybe it's just all coming from that.
0: And I think also the roasted barley gives a, okay. gives a coffee. And does it too? Yeah. Gives it that nice bite at the end.
2: Yeah, it's really – and I like how it lingers on the tongue and it's not super sweet either. Yeah. That's just – To do
3: that without a bunch of adjuncts. Right. That's crazy. That's good. Mm. Um, I'm
2: digging it. Totally digging it. Okay. Moving on. We are going to go to the onshore lager.
3: Lager. Mm. Yes.
2: Mm. So the onshore lager – their home is surrounded by a breathtaking stretch of ocean and beautiful waterways. An onshore lager is their tribute to that environment. Brewed without adjuncts, this beer pours a golden color and German-style hops provide a crisp, clean finish. This one is 4.9%
0: ABV. Go, Mark. Go. Yeah, and even though it's kind of borderline um, session strength. Sure. Not really, kind of there on the on the border. Yeah. It's it's very clean as a lager should be. I don't get uh, the sulfur notes like sometimes you do. It's uh, just a straight malt type beer, beer bill that they used apparently in uh, in the grist. And I'd say it, it really is a uh, it's a great exponent of what the, is called the you know the German purity sort of ideal the Rheinhessisch it's, uh, yeah, uh, it's It's yeah. Uh, it's it's a simplicity made in this get, case very very good do you get very a little
3: good. bit of the green apple in there like
0: you can get from some loggers. yeah maybe a, maybe a tad yeah but I just, I just don't always notice it and i notice it a little bit here as it warms up
1: well and yeah. i thought this was a bit off you know uh for me was, it was something on the finish and aftertaste um that just was not working for me it was mm-hmm. like a. It was a bitterness that I just couldn't seem to get off of you know my palate fast enough. Mm-hmm. Um, it, just thinking of this as a clean finish and a, something crisp. I, just I think had, the
3: hops come in late on this one.
1: Maybe that's mm-hmm. it. You know, because uh, I, I just kept on looking for that very crisp you know on and off finish you know that you get with a lager. and I was like, this is hanging around, man. What's up with that? Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Julie?
2: I liked it. Um, to me I, I like the name of it it goes along with what I would be doing like I'd be out by a beach or on a lake somewhere with it um, just easy drinking no nonsense straightforward very drinkable
3: definitely keep it cold though and
2: yeah finish it there
1: yeah I'm sitting here thinking what this reminds me of Florida Cracker a little bit um, mm-hmm. you know from uh, Cigar City
3: yeah hmm
1: yeah
2: cool well, we rated the onshore logger a three.
3: All right. Let's keep it going.
2: I know, right? Okay, now we're going back to the dark. And now we're going to try some fried ice cream. Really? Yeah. Wait. Oh, it's a stout. An imperial stout and fried ice cream flavors together Why not indulge two great things at once This rich and complex stout provides ample aromas of roasted malt and vanilla Then gets paired with real vanilla ice cream (laughs) Flavors of cinnamon and dark chocolate to produce a truly unique treat 10.3% and a whole buttload of malts
3: Buttload that's like half of an ass ton. <laughs> but, <clears throat> so when I hear fried fried ice cream, I always think about. uh I think it was Chee Chee's. Was that restaurant like yep. way back when I was a kid, and they had the fried? It was like fried, y- y- mm-hmm. y- y- ice cream. And I would see all those commercials, <laughs> and I would you did always, that so well. And I would always want to go, but I, but we never went,
0: and Aww. I never got to have it. Aww. Did you talk to your family counselor about that? I did. <laughs> Them to, them to get, get a over free it. T-shirt out of it, to <laughs> so grow up, yeah, so,
3: <laughs> pretty much. People in third co- third world countries got real problems. It's like, dang man, I just want some fried ice cream, <laughs> <laughs> but now I get some of this, and it's it's nice. It's it's weird. It's a weird flavor to me. It's very sweet, but the but I I taste like an ice
0: cream cone. Yeah, I think this would be better on ice cream. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought it was a dead ringer for a fudge Sunday. Um, you know, if you were to go to Dairy Queen and get a, just a, you know, peanut butter parve or something like that, um, this, that, it's that same kind of fudge, you know, that you would find, you know, yeah. in, in a lot of uh, Sundays that r- reminded me a lot. I do not like pastry stouts. I mean, I wish that I could probably, you know, put that on a bad signal and, mm-hmm. I just I don't get it. I mean, are yeah. are is the brewer a candy shop or are they making beer? Because I keep on watching brewers that keep on making a lot of these mm. pastry stouts mm. and they're dumping you know birthday cake and donuts and you know candy bars and yeah. all this crap into the into the you know boil ton. And I'm like, I just, what are you doing, yeah. man? You know, yeah. this is not beer. You know, this is like so far away from this is not you know this is candy land and i mean this just literally tastes like you know a, a fudge sunday bar you know of some kind i you know i'm not a fan of this style um, it w- it's just too sweet for me
3: what about you lady <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> i almost Taste cherries, even though there are no cherries in this thing. It's really, it's really weird. Mm. And on the aroma, I get like I'm in an ice cream parlor. Like yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's that distinctive. To ice- me, it's,
3: it's like the waffle cone. I get part of that. Is that then, what that is?
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: It's a,
3: It's like really kind of sweet,
1: battery. But if I wanted thing. a waffle cone, yeah. I'd go to a, a, an ice cream shop and buy one. Yeah. yeah I but buy would buy a
3: beer, but would it be ten point three percent? No, it wouldn't. So there. Vodka blends with anything. Wow. <laughs> That's so, so Now you want to get a bushwhacker. Okay.
2: <laughs> I think it's good. It's a little sweet, um, but it just re- it reminds me of like banana splits, you know, back in the day. I'm just disappointed.
1: It, like it didn't have a yeah. cherry in it.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think this is something I could definitely order up at, at Jenny's, but, uh, you know, as far as ordering up a pint of it. I'm kind of with you.
3: I think if you took a can of this and kind of cooked it down a little bit Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and made it a sauce with some ice cream. (laughs) Yeah, you'd have to burn all the alcohol off. But whatever. Be nice and thick. I think that might be tasty. But I still like this.
0: I I think the beer, I couldn't drink a lot of it. But I I like it. Well, that's the point. I think it's a good shot of beer. Yeah. (laughs) But not a pint of beer. Yeah. Uh, And I have to say, though, as it's warmed up just now, again, Um, As I belch, uh, it's just pure cinnamon wafting through my nose. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. How romantic is that? Yes, yes. Quaffing and
3: wafting.
2: Well, the fried ice cream stout from
3: (laughs) Flying Fish.
2: We are rating a three. Okay, let's move on to something completely different.
1: Yeah. Can we talk about my picnic table? Yes, let's yeah. talk about your. Talk routine. about the picnic table. Look, I, we talk about everything good is in that life. That the one
0: you stole? Mike stole, you stole the, the picnic no. table <laughs> that's what from I'm a telling rest you about area. <laughs> is that I don't, I don't get this. <laughs> All right,
1: so we love to talk about everything good in life that's worth discussing. This is worthy of discussion. Okay, I don't get it. So uh, my wife and I were out on a drive um, in a national park, and they had a picnic area, and it was down by a creek. <clears throat> and so we stopped and we go down by the creek and we're sitting at this picnic table. It was a wooden uh, picnic table, uh, the, the the seat, and but it was on like a steel frame. And the steel frame had a link chain around the bottom of it. And then it was padlocked to a giant concrete slab that was buried in the ground. <laughs> so I just kept on staring at this. It just was in like full line of sight, you know, where I was sitting on this picnic table. And I'm like, what idiot would steal a picnic table? (laughs) You know know
3: what? Yeah. Nothing
1: is safe I bet the
3: park rangers asked themselves that about four times before they figured out they needed to padlock these things to the ground.
1: Yeah. the, The whole thing just got me thinking. I'm like, so I can almost hear something playing out, you know, in a trailer park, you know, in the southern part of the state, you know, thinking... You know what we're gonna do this evening? We're gonna go get us some picnic tables. <laughs> <You>
3: <laughs> so here's, so here's, like. here's. Here, so you got drunk teenagers, drunk rednecks, drunk redneck teenagers. <laughs> You've got uh, scrappers uh, looking for scrap and drunk teenagers. So
1: it's so uh, you're saying that you're saying that the same people that would steal the Shoney's big boy are the same people that would steal a picnic table. Shoot, yeah. <laughs> you know how much meth you could get for a. Stolen Where do you put wreck-it. this stuff on your resume? At the top or at the
3: bottom? Oh, Mike, they don't have a resume.
2: <laughs> <Huh>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you write a resume if you've stolen a, a picnic table. Hey,
1: it could be that timeless <laughs> skill that everybody's looking for.
2: Hmm. How to pick a lock.
1: I just keep on thinking about the whole thing playing out in general sessions court. Son, did you take the picnic table? Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, where do you start with that? I mean, you know, what? Where, where is grand theft? I mean, where does larceny come in? Your after Honor, the, after the third picnic table that you steal, Your Honor,
3: <laughs> nowhere on that picnic table was there a sign that said "Do not take
1: this." Yes, I agree. There you go. That's my so, point. Yeah, that's that. That's I guess why the chain is there. But the padlock was the other stupid thing. It's like, how do you keep track of the keys for the padlock? <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, I'm Roger Bob. I keep yeah. track of the padlock keys. You know what I
3: mean? Bring me the key to number seven.
1: <laughs> swarm, swarm. We got to have a padlock here on, on picnic table number five, oh, two, warm. You know, it's like, I, I mean, you know, it's like, where do you say that's my job? <laughs> so here's what I
3: like about this story is so mm. they go. To this beautiful park, and they're sitting by a creek. And Mike's wife is probably just enjoying being out in nature and enjoying <laughs> <You> know, that <laughs> fresh air and everything. <laughs> the and Mike bullshit. is sitting there going, "You know, I'm going to write a story about this." Like, story? He's like <laughs> yeah. walking around. I wonder if they're all chained didn't down. Get it, yeah. you know. It's- like and probably by the time they got back to nashville from where they were she was like mike if you say one more damn thing about this picnic day i
1: just i will strike you did they have a committee meeting so that they figured out that they <laughs> needed to lock these things up i just want to know where where was the plan did, did she hit you wow.
0: by the time you got home had she hit you uh, uh negative <laughs> so was was it anchored by a steel chain yeah, yeah then that might have been a grounding apparatus no. You know, because it's sitting out in the middle of a field, it could be struck by lightning. <laughs> no, it was or on the, the middle. Down.
1: There were
3: huge yeah. trees all around this Yeah, thing. shelter in place under the picnic
1: <laughs> table. Hey, honey, let's go sit on the picnic table. We're going to be safe from the lightning because it's grounded. <laughs> right? You know, dude. Yeah, right, there's a bright moment. It's probably the same dude that steals a picnic table, comes up with that train of thought. <laughs>
3: Well, you know, people steal ATMs, so I'm pretty sure if they wanted it bad
0: enough, they'd get around that chain. I
1: they'd think like, these people would probably like the fried ice cream-style beer. That's probably
0: what I think. So. That's mm-hmm. rude. <laughs> and if they had enough of them, they would walk off with that table no matter what.
1: Yeah. Hey, <laughs> Well, anyway, if you uh, can think about the uh, quandary of my plight of wondering why you would chain down a steel picnic table. If you've
3: ever stolen a picnic table or (laughs) know someone who's stolen one,
1: dying to figure that out. Please
3: send your story to info at successwithsmokes.com. That's right.
1: right. Please use the hashtag (laughs) I steal picnic tables.
3: (laughs) Direct message, Mike, (laughs) on
1: Instagram. Right. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Wow. Okay. Moving on. Let's get back to the beer. Let's talk about the Salt and Sea Session Sour. You betcha. Yeah, 4.3% ABV. And let me just say, there is a whole lot of flavor for this little guy, considering he's a little guy in terms of ABV. Smells nice. Memories are made by the sea, Hmm. and this Session Sour is inspired by evenings on the boardwalk. Enticing aromas of strawberry and lime evoke hints of salt water taffy, providing a souvenir twist to this unique style. God darn! You know that's exactly what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. No, like I didn't, I didn't read the script beforehand. Sorry, that's me. I know. But (laughs) the moment that I tasted this, (laughs) oh my gosh, I was on the shore. I was on the boardwalk, and I was having taffy.
3: She was on the shore with Snooky, and the situation. And
2: are you kidding? No, no. This is what they weren't even. Their parents weren't even swapping spit when i was on the boardwalk back in the day
3: wow that's an interesting story tell (laughs) us about that (laughs) so taffy
2: very much so yes yes yes
1: love this beer
2: i know isn't it great
3: light and fruity citrusy uh you
1: know the it was uh some of my other tasting notes here beyond love this beer creamy uh it's very different um I just don't think I've ever had a session sour that was this flavor forward, and it was all in great, really great balance. Yep. Um, the strawberries were definitely the thing, you know, uh, coming all over you know your nose and, and your palate as well, and. I just, uh, I love this beer. It was absolutely my favorite of the whole flight.
3: I like what you said about creamy, the the mouthfeel on it. Is, yeah. For such a light little beer, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's not a kettle sour that gets that, you know, that kind yeah. of thing going where you kind of grit your teeth, you know. And and yeah. you would think the salt would come in and and just, you know, screw everything up, you know. No, and it no, it's all great harmony. I love it. Sits in the back it. and
0: does its thing. What did you think, Mark? Well, when I first tasted it, I wasn't on the boardwalk. I was more like, under the boardwalk when I was much, much younger. Were you stealing <laughs> and the picnic table? Where I was stealing the picnic table that was grounded from lightning. Yeah. And, um, you know, for me, it, uh, it took me back to a very sweet time with my first bottle of uh, Boone's Farm Strawberry Hill. Nice. <laughs> so, that's fair. <laughs> of course. That's fair. <laughs> Please see episode number 302. Yeah. <laughs> but I did get the strawberries, and... Um, me makes me yearn for spring, even as it blooms before our eyes. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's great beer.
2: Yeah, it's, re- it's really tasty. I like the <clears throat> salinity at the end, which kind of like balances out the, the sweetness that you get from the strawberry. But yep. it's a very pure strawberry flavor as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Without really tinting the color of this into like Well, that's that what I was wondering territory. how they did
0: that because it's a very, it has a lot of clarity and you think of pectins and beans. Right, know, bean.
2: right. Um, it doesn't say, so I don't know. I'm really impressed by it. In terms of the lime, I don't get a lot of lime. I got a fair, I thought it, I thought the Not lime
3: really. kind of balanced out the strawberry okay. a little bit. Yeah,
2: yeah, I got more strawberry yeah. than yeah, anything strawberry else.
3: strawberry
1: for sure. Yeah, but yeah.
2: the salinity at the end is what like really just because it
3: kind of reminded me of a strawberry limeade. You know,
1: I guess I was waiting for this to taste like a strawberry goza. and it's not that at all. Yeah. This is a lot, a lot smoother. It's its creamier. own thing. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah, it's
2: really impressive. I could use some more of it. Okay, so we rated the salt and Sea Session Sour a four.
0: Uh-huh. great beer
3: i think we need gene muller to send us a description of how he made it on a case of uh salt and sea
2: yeah that'd be that we need to work on that yeah. yeah that'd be great we will continue in just a minute welcome back guess it's time to get out of that boat and drink some more beer right
1: do it i'm over here thinking how do you
2: Oh boy. Yeah, you
1: know, it I I'm I'm thinking more about my story. It's like so <laughs> s- do you sell a chain, you know, a link chain going, there's a hole down a four hundred pound picnic table. I mean, it's like, you know I don't think it's a you picnic base, table chain. You don't base <laughs> the
3: size of the chain on the table, but on who's trying to get the table.
1: This will stand four hundred morons. Yeah. I mean, you know. Like, I
3: this is an eight redneck table.
1: Right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. A two winch. Yeah. Right. There yeah. you go. That's going to take two pickup trucks.
3: All right, Juliana. Maybe we should go to the next beer. I'm
1: yeah. <laughs> you asked Enjoy. me what I was thinking about over here.
2: Uh, I just was thinking it was time to drink more beer. Yeah. But that's just
1: me. Yeah, okay. Beer, yes.
2: So, for those of you tuning in, Flying Fish Brewing Company is the brewery of the day for us. And the next beer that we're going to talk about is the XPA Citra Pale Ale, 5.2% ABV. It's an extra pale ale, simply known as XPA. This was their original beer. It's quenched the thirst of many along their journey. Like a change of scenery, this updated version is citrus forward and begins a new chapter for the XPA. Um, Warrior, Palisade Citra, and El Dorado hops. Oh, huh. that
3: is okay. It wasn't one of my favorites, but...
1: I thought it was a really well-made beer. Um, this struck me as something that somebody absolutely had down, you know, and they could make this all day long, and it would always hit this mark.
0: Yeah, and being their original beer and just sort of a maybe a new iteration, you know, it really strikes me as one of the classic American-style IPAs in that it's a kind of an all-pale grist. It doesn't really have any caramel malt to speak of kind of fighting against your sensibilities with the hops uh i think it's it it rates high on my kind of purity level of where ipas can be at times uh so you know i thought it was very well made in a very just good classic american standard wouldn't wouldn't put it at the highest level but it's it's a good one
1: i I think the the choice of using citra was really interesting Mm -hmm. and i think was Mm -hmm. a good one Mm -hmm. because that's usually not a hop that I usually think of, you know, in a in a pale ale.
0: Right. No. Usually the C's. I mean, uh, the, 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 like, yeah. uh, Cascade usually a and Centennial. Uh, and centennial and right. The, yeah. Should, yeah. And even maybe a little Am- Amarillo, but, uh, yeah. yeah. Very
2: nice. Um, I, I think, like you said, classic. Very classic. Um, the new, like, the Eldorado hops coming in, I think, is like a kind of – it's a new twist, you know, a – I I don't know, a new version of the same, of, what am I trying to say? Like, just a new twist on an original, but I could see why this was one that they would start with in the grand scheme of things, Mm -hmm. because if they started in 1996, what was really popular back then, you know, pale ales and regular IPAs, like, not the fancy West Coast, Nipah and all that weirdness. right, right. So, I could see how this would
0: be their flagship yeah i would kind of compare this to you know like one of the early early well, i was thinking this uh, is a dead ringer for sierra nevada sierra nevada yeah. well i was thinking anchor steam uh, liberty is, the anchor yeah. liberty you know um mm. uh, just kind of that one of those first sort of benchmark uh, american ipas
2: yeah but it's still relevant today i mean yeah. it's really tasty it's balanced and I could drink a few of these.
1: Yeah, my tasting notes are, were spot on, smooth and easy, very tasty, very bright. Yeah, this is a this is a really super solid beer. This is a money money uh, cash cow all day long. You so know.
3: if this beer was a picnic table, would you try to steal it? Or yes.
2: Would,
3: <laughs> or would you chain it down? Would
1: it come yes. with a chain?
2: <laughs> you can't chain this. <laughs>
1: uh, who would you trust in the brewery with the key to the padlock? Yeah, that's true. Me, Ralph, right over here. I'm in the corner. Do you work here? Yeah, of course I work here, man. (laughs) (laughs) Wow.
2: Well, the XPA Citra Pale Ale from Flying Fish, we are going to rate a four. Oh.
3: Uh, Yay. uh, Great beer. Well, then. Mm -hmm.
2: Okay, let's talk about some of the other ones that we have. And first, let's go with the Hopfish IPA.
1: Well, I think we should tell everybody that, so the rest of the flight we're going to go through, uh, There is was not a bad beer in this flight. No, no, um, no. It's just for the sake of time that we are not going to get through uh, all the four remaining beers um, like we normally would. So let that be. We'll probably still put our full we'll go quick. notes on it. End. But uh, yeah. yeah, a lot of great beers at uh, Flying Fish.
2: Okay, so the hop fish is a brilliant little thing. Catch one and reminisce about the classic days of IPAs, fortified by multiple editions of hops and balanced with residual sweetness of caramel malts. Yes, this does look kind of caramel-y. 6.2% ABV.
3: Lower in ABV for an IPA, caramel malt, good hoppy um, bitterness and flavor and aroma. Yeah, classic old school IPA.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I I just wrote, eh, you know, I thought it was um, reminiscent of a good session IPA, even though it's not a session. I you know it's six two, but uh, it was a little tad sweet, you know, for me.
0: Yeah, and I think that's why I rated it a little lower than the uh, XPA, and that it uh, yeah. it did it did have the caramel, it did have a little edge of kind of caramel sweetness that I think competed with the uh, the overall profile that I'd want from just a straight up IPA. For, that's just my taste. It doesn't mean that somebody else wouldn't like it, or would like it and would be wrong.
2: Sure, but if somebody's looking for something a little caramel malt forward, you know, and a little bit on the sweet side, then this would work for them. Right, this would work for them. Because there still is a decent hop presence to it. And um, this one, we rated a three. (laughs) Moving on, let's talk about the Jersey Juice IPA. This one is 6% ABV, packed with newly developed cryogenic hops that are twice as intense in flavor and aroma over regular hops. The result is huge citrus mango tropical fruit hop party in a complex, unfiltered beer. Moist. Mm.
3: Negative goes right. Mm. So Jersey Juice sounds like something like after you play a (laughs) hard game of basketball and you got to squeeze your...
2: Ew! Your
1: shirt oh out, God! <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, I, I I didn't know where it was going all the way, but yeah. I knew that there was not going to end up some someplace good. So
3: it doesn't taste like that. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to say that it does not taste like that. It's actually not bad. Um, it almost just, sounds like
1: a local riff, like Cumberland punches, you yeah. know, for uh, for um, here in East, East Nashville. Nashville. Nashville
3: yeah, yeah. Mm. it's not a bad beer. It's actually it's, it it warmed up nicely. Um, Nice, uh, nice hop notes to it. Pretty well balanced. Just,
0: uh, it's a, it's good beer. You know. Okay. Yeah, I think as I as I as I smell it again, um, and it warms up, and there's even more aromatics. At least in the nose, it's almost like un- unwrapping a pack of uh, juicy fruit. Yeah, uh, there's a little bit of that going on. With the taste, I mean, it is a smorgasbord of different kinds of interesting hops. I don't know that I, I pick up every distinct difference but it i I do see that there's a lot of hop kind of maneuvering going on in there yeah
1: yeah i i was guilty of the description influencing specifically how i felt about you know this because uh when i read the description and they went with cryo hops my mind goes this should taste like a fresh hop beer yeah, because that's what they're aiming for, and then they said, you know, it should have double the punch, you know, of hops. which it does not. It is way far short yeah. of that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I would almost go so far to say that <laughs> the hop fish actually was hoppier than uh, this, you know. This one's the very juice. subtle,
3: yeah, but 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 it's nice. But it's it's you're right. When you read something and you're expecting one thing and you get something else, it yeah. throws you off.
1: It just struck me as a—I think it was a new experience, you know, for the brewing staff to use that ingredient, and I think that they thought it was going to, or they were sold that yeah. this is really how this should play out, you know, in the beer. And I just don't think it played out that way. If you put one mm-hmm. ounce of this in
3: 500 gallons of beer, yes, it's going to magically it's gonna taste like yeah. you
1: know. All this to me. 700 pounds of lupulin, yes. It just, you know. What
3: did you think there, Juliana?
2: Well, but aroma-wise, there's, I mean, there's a decent aroma to it. But, yeah, it just, it falls a little Mm. short, and I'm.
1: Wow. Sorry, I'm smelling this again. Is that what that is? He's dreaming of picnic tables. If anybody sees
3: a middle-aged white guy <laughs> driving up the Natchez Trace with a picnic table in the back of his red convertible,
1: I got a whole set of padlock keys I'm going to try out.
3: Please call 911 immediately. Wow. So what did you
2: have? Um I just I thought it was a little sweet and I thought it was a little lacking in the hops for what I was getting what I should have be getting out of the description. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um it, it's decent, but it's not like wow. Like I was hoping
0: yeah. I'd yeah. drink a pint yeah. of this I think the description yeah. Made a promise That the taste Could not fulfill oh. Yeah
1: There you go That's yeah. exactly it That's a, that's a good a way Of putting their, it They uh, wrote a their beer Couldn't
2: cash mm-hmm. Yeah. Return to cinder Yeah For sure Okay <laughs> So the Jersey Juice IPA From <laughs> Flying Fish We rated a three <laughs> At
0: least it wasn't a two That's right True Okay,
2: so the next one that we'll talk about is the outside IPA, which is 6.3%. The great outdoors are our playground, and we brewed outside IPA as a perfect complement to doing what we love, a classic, clean American IPA. Rich, trop- or I'm sorry, ripe tropical fruit and pine aromas are a breath of fresh air, and the finish will keep you ready for more. Whatever your adventure, outside IPA is your companion. And there's a nice little tent on the can.
1: Oh, <laughs> pitching a tent. Mm. Okay. Um, I wrote... <laughs> It's just kind of okay ish. This has a bit more of a creamy mouthfeel to it. And um I just didn't like the hot blend. Uh something was wrong. It was out of balance and way too bitter for me.
3: I don't like the finish. Yeah. If it would have just stopped, like right like right before the end, but it's just it this bitterness just kind of carries over.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think I the the notes that I put that it was one of the higher attenuated ipas that i tasted and that usually creates sort of like a a really nice palette on which you can then lay down your hot flavor and like really express it but whatever gets expressed here just doesn't register in a good way with me either it's not overly bitter as much as just the bitter is not necessarily um is enjoyable Yeah.
2: yeah yeah it's um
0: Well, maybe there wasn't enough
3: residual sweetness to balance that. That's that's it. That's it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Because it is a little sharp on the ending, isn't it? Yeah. It
3: It just stays. It's like, come on, just go home. Just stop. Mm. Just just get out of here. But it just
1: stays. I think what's interesting, you know, looking across all of these, you know, four IPAs we have, you know, kind of here at the end is that um, they haven't figured out a hot blend that's working well for them. I think they need to. Change out a hop contract or, you know, source out something different because they have not really found a just a super overwhelming winning IPA blend. You know,
3: I'd really like to go to their tap room, like when, you know, you can go to a tap room again, right. but, um, and see what they have fresh on draft and see how those taste. Because mm. you know you have stuff in cans and you don't know how long you've True. been there. Yeah, you know how that impacts it. Plus, you don't know what they're playing with experimentally in the tap room. So I, th- I think, mm. judging by what these guys do, what we've seen from eight or nine cans of beer, they they do some fun stuff.
1: Yeah, they know how to make beer uh, and make great beer. I just, uh, you know, I think we've seen this. You know, with breweries that. There's just one style of beer that they just have not mastered. And I just think the IPA is the thing that's biting them, you know, really hard across now the, the board.
0: Caramel Espresso Porter. Yes, they got that down.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Hey, could you send another case, please? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs>
1: what did we rate the uh, out, out, what are uh, we, outside? Outside the outside.
2: We rated a three <laughs> And last, but certainly not least, or is see, it? we were able to get through all of these, is the stormy skies, Nipah. As the old saying goes, a calm sea does not make a skilled sailor.
1: Or a great Nipah.
2: Sometimes we travel oh, under stormy skies girl. to reach brighter destinations. This classic Nipah features ample haze. And no.
3: No, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. No.
2: And is double dry hop with citron mosaic, providing hints of pineapple and mango. Maybe. Enjoy the journey while it lasts. Yeah. So, 7.3%.
3: Okay. ABV is about right. The It's not hazy. Mouth feels not quite where it should be. Um, and
0: it's a little bitter for a Nipah. That's me. That's yeah. all I'm gonna say. And I, I would say to give them credit where credit's due for it being a NEPA, I do I do taste some of that maybe um oat adjunct or you know I mean there's a little, little bit. bit of an adjunct taste going on there that's appropriate for this alleged style. Yep.
1: I think that they're part of the Clear Beer Consortium. Because <laughs> this is the strangest looking Nepa that I've yeah, seen. Yeah, don't it's, hate it's, me, bro. Man, yeah, yeah, it is I've, just clear as a bell. And I'm know, reading the New
0: York Times through this right now. So
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. there is just this is so far away from uh, the style declaration of a Nepa. Tasty you know. beer
3: though. If you just thought of it as an IPA, you'd be like it's pretty good.
1: Mm, no. I would. I think the I think the uh, the mosaic and the citra are just way too weak in this thing, man. You could have doubled all that. Easily, what do you think, Juliana?
2: I'm getting a good amount of citrus on it now. From a Nepa standpoint, I don't feel like it's juicy enough. But from a nondescript IPA version like that, I would like I would go with, and I'd be like, yeah, I could have this all the time.
3: Yeah, no, I'm with
2: you. So there's that. Well, we rated this stormy skies Nepa. A three,
3: three picnic tables out of five.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Who would have thought we would have talked about flying fish and picnic tables?
1: Stolen
3: picnic tables.
1: I know.
2: Stolen picnic tables at that.
1: Maybe it's people in Jersey. I don't know.
2: (laughs) But you're not from Jersey.
1: Drive
3: down to Tennessee and pick up a
2: A couple of picnic tables. Apparently. Come on,
1: Jed. Let's go.
2: (laughs) Well, this was a great episode, and was it? It was a great episode And cheers to flying fish And I do like their can art too Can yeah. art's kind of cool as well Especially the salt so and sea important. Whatever <laughs> You know what
3: Hey they backed it up with what's in the can buddy Sometimes
2: a girl mm-hmm. needs some can art Anyways
3: Isn't that called a tramp can- stamp <laughs>
2: oh, Wow Wow. <laughs> You can always find us where you found this episode as well as radio and satellite and online at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and nearly any place you listen to a podcast. The easiest way to find this show on your phone is to ask Alexa, Siri, or Google Play Podcast Sipsuds and Smokes.
0: And you know we would love your feedback. So you can reach us online at info at sipsudsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter and Instagram Every
3: day, that's why they're daily at sip suds and smokes. And our Facebook page is always buzzing with news.
1: Please take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. Five stars. stars.
2: Well, I guess this is it, right? This is it. Okay, good old boy Dave.
3: Hey, I just want to say bye.
2: Cool. Reverend Mark, thank mm. you so much for being here.
0: It is so good to be here to espresso myself. <laughs> wow. Good to Mike. Hey, come back.
1: Listen to another exciting episode of Sip, Suds, and Smokes. Hang on to those picnic tables. I'll ask you to keep on sipping.
2: This is good gal, Juliana. Thank you for listening to us. Check out more episodes and keep on chuckling.